Welcome, and thank you for listening to the Thrive 55 Plus podcast, where we give practical inspiration so you get healthier. Your host, Cheryl Jones, will help you uncover more of who you already are and explore what you need to heal and flourish one moment at a time. Cheryl is an author, wellness leader, and health coach voted one of the most powerful women in the mindfulness movement by Mindful Magazine. There is no AI-generated content in this podcast. This has been created by subject matter expert, Cheryl Jones. Welcome to the Thrive 55 Plus show. I'm your host, Cheryl Jones, and in this episode, I'm going to teach you how to think about setting goals from a more spiritual perspective. As the French priest Pierre Teilhard de Chardot wrote, we are not human beings having a spiritual experience. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. So how do we make this human experience one where we grow, flourish, evolve, and be as healthy as possible in body, mind, spirit, heart, and soul? I believe we do this one moment, one breath, one goal at a time. Old dogs can learn new tricks. The neuroscience supports that we can create new patterns of thinking and behaving at all ages. But let's face it, change isn't so easy. There's often a gap between how we wish we were living and how we are actually living. If you've set goals in the past and failed, you might be afraid of failure. Here, your initial goals will focus on improving your belief in your abilities and competencies and increasing the belief that you are indeed capable of changing. Maybe you have a fear of success because deep inside you don't believe you deserve it. Here, your initial goals will be centered on cultivating self-awareness, self-kindness, and self-trust. Even if your soul is screaming for change, you may bump up against your own resistance to change. Human nature makes us choose to remain in a current situation, regardless of how bad it is, rather than change, because change is frightening. Even if a situation is unhealthy, it is familiar. We may have a dream of something better, but in the pursuit of the dream, we must go through an uncomfortable period of not knowing what's on the other side. This is difficult for most of us because one of life's greatest challenges is to accept or embrace uncertainty. We can leave Egypt, but we must go through the desert to reach the promised land. Sometimes we finally get up the courage to change something, and when we reach the desert, we want to turn around and go back. Sometimes the work in the desert is too difficult or painful. But there is no going back. It isn't possible to go back to Egypt, and it isn't possible to go back to sleep. If we do go back to sleep, it is the result of a conscious decision to do so. And this choice to not grow causes its own kind of dis-ease. So, we must continue the journey through the desert to the promised land, where a new reality awaits us. As we continue awakening and growing, the cycle of evolution brings us closer to the true self and closer to a life that is authentic In taking a more spiritual perspective to change, I'd like to ask you to make a list of your personal strengths. 
special gifts like creativity, social intelligence, forgiveness, self-regulation, persistence, or humor. Reflect on your past successes, times throughout your life when you've come through for others, adversity you've faced, and the lessons you've learned. Remember that you already have within you everything you need to succeed right here and now. Identifying your strengths and recalling your successes will help you to create a healthy mindset for change and to overcome fear. We all feel fear, but we don't need to fear our fear. Instead, we can be curious about our fear. You begin by first recognizing that you are feeling afraid. Ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Do this without any self-judgment and with the intention to know yourself better. By naming your fear, you gain insight into what may be standing in the way of you thriving. So often when we talk about change, we focus on behavioral changes. For example, getting more exercise. We often don't sustain this change because we did not prepare for it. Preparation involves much more than buying a new pair of sneakers. It's about doing the inner work of healing potential beliefs about yourself, believing that you are capable of change, that you are worthy of success, that self-care isn't selfish, and that you are not alone. If you haven't done this, I invite you to complete the Thriving Vision exercise from Episode 1, where we explored what thriving means to you. When you think about thriving, think holistically. Think about your whole self. Consider how you might tend the mind, grow the spirit, nourish the soul, open the heart, honor the body. Tending the mind involves limiting social media, watching less news, working with stressful thoughts skillfully, and building resilience. Growing the spirit means doing more of that which energizes and is life-giving, and connecting with a higher power. Nourishing the soul is about gaining insight, being your authentic self, and allowing more of who you already are to emerge. Opening the heart involves healing from loss, forgiveness and letting go, and cultivating love for self and others. Honoring the body means practicing a higher level of self-care and acknowledging the body's magnificence. Addressing the whole self can facilitate healing, even if we are managing a disease, disorder, or condition. Considering the whole self can be inspirational and a bit overwhelming because you may not know where to begin. When you imagine yourself thriving, a lot of things may come to mind, and you cannot tackle all of this at once. When we try to make too many changes at once, and when we try to change too fast, we typically fail. To create lifelong change, you must break your thriving vision down into what I call mini self-care practices. I invite you to identify just one behavior that you would like to change or a practice you wish to adopt, something you want to do more of or something you want to do less of, a habit you wish to break 
or a habit you wish to make. But before you work on making any changes, I'm going to ask that you first take stock of what you are doing now. For the next three days, pay attention to your behaviors as you go through the day. Write down what you are doing every hour of the day. This might get a little tedious, but you're only doing this for three days. Again, don't change anything. Notice what is happening or not happening with curiosity and openness. No shame, no blame. This is an experiment. It's about learning from what you see and then letting this inform how you move forward. Now that you have this information, it's time to check yourself. Is the one thing you said you wanted to change still important to you? Or is there something else? It's common to start with one change in mind and after tuning into daily behaviors, realize something else matters more. So whatever that one change is now, let's create a simple plan for success. Whatever your mini self-care practice will be, you'll do it for four weeks. This is the average time it takes to create a new habit. You can write these questions in your journal. You'll find them in the notes for this episode. Here's an example. What specific change do you want to make? I want to learn how to meditate. Why is this important to you? I want to be less reactive in my interactions with others. How do you think your life will be better by doing this? I think this will reduce my stress and improve my relationships. What time of day do you think will work best? The best time of day might be right after my morning walk, which is typically every other day, three to four times each week. How long will you do this for? I'll meditate for five minutes. Where will you do this? I'll meditate in the chair in my bedroom where I have some privacy. What meditation will you do? I'm going to use Cheryl Jones's mindfulness meditations located on her website. How will you know that you followed through with this practice? I'll add the meditation emoji on my iPhone calendar. Who will cheer you on? my friend who also wants to learn to meditate. How will you hold yourself accountable? My friend and I have agreed to text each other after we meditate and to meet at the end of the month to talk about what we've discovered. What higher power will you call upon to help you? I will ask God, my angels, guides, ancestors, and my higher self to help me make this change. This, my friends, is how you set yourself up for success, by mentally preparing and getting to know yourself better. It takes time, patience, and a willingness to do this inner work. It's easier to surf and scroll for the latest wellness tips, but I promise if you invest a little time and energy up front, it will lead to a favorable outcome, to you being triumphant. Again, you want to avoid trying to make too many changes at once or trying to change one thing too fast. 
choosing one mini self-care practice each month is a slower approach, but it will lead to lasting positive change. As you center your awareness on one small change at a time, you begin to rewire your brain. Through repetition, you form new neural pathways in the brain. This is known as neuroplasticity. When we set out to make a change, we don't progress steadily. Relapse is a natural part of growth and change. We all experience obstacles and setbacks. Give yourself space and grace. Forgive yourself when you don't follow through with your change. Explore things like, what got in the way? What was the trigger? Practice self-kindness. Remember your strengths. These are the things you have going for you. Recall times in the past when you've persevered. Practice resetting yourself every day. And remember, with each breath, in any moment, you can begin again. We sometimes need to pause to catch up with our growth, to simply enjoy where we are and take in the positivity of this change before setting a new goal, before determining the next mini self-care practice. Becoming more of who you already are is meant to be a loving journey where you appreciate your willingness to grow and celebrate change along the way. Over time, you will create new habits, new automatic behaviors that you don't even have to think about. Establishing many self-care practices over time is more sustainable and they have a cumulative effect. Over the course of the year, you may adopt 12 new life-changing habits that will help you to thrive in your next chapter of life. In closing, I want to thank you once again for allowing me to be part of your journey. The neuroscience supports that we can create new patterns of thinking and behaving at any age. Taking a spiritual approach to goal setting means we address the whole self, be thoughtful as we prepare, and focus on one small step at a time. There are no life hacks along the spiritual journey. The only way is through. It's about evolving with purpose and lightheartedness and celebrating yourself along the way. This is how we live the way we mean to live. But don't believe me. Give these practices a try and see what you discover. I hope you'll join me next time when we'll explore how to worry less and sleep more. Thanks very much for listening. Be well and thrive on. Thank you for tuning in to the Thrive 55 Plus podcast. Contact Cheryl with a burning question. Access free mindfulness meditation resources and schedule a free consultation to explore how you can achieve your goals and aspirations through personalized coaching sessions with Cheryl. Just visit her website, thrivingwithcherylljones.com. Subscribe to or follow the Thrive 55 Plus podcast. Leave a review or share it with a friend. Until next time, be well and thrive on.